in the hobby. It's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking that we could pull, I don't know, Hall of Famer. But with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com. The only repack that provides real value, a complete view of all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy slab packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. There is nothing more fun than opening an Arena Club slab pack. I mean, it is so much better than any mystery pack that I've ever purchased because there is a focus on transparency. There is a display of available cards. There are hit rates you can get. When you're graded, you're given a rationale. It is the marketplace for card collecting, buying, trading, selling, and displaying. Arena Club Slab Packs are revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your pulls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling. You can have them officially graded by Arena Club. The Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, and transparent, with a full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. Whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform you have to check out. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash badmoney. Wow, that's a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack, that's $40 right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash badmoney for 10% off your first purchase. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Bad With Money, a show about finances and feelings where we don't talk down to you. I'm your host, Gabe S. Dunn, and welcome to the show, Shelby Kretz. Hello. Hi, Gabe. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, we got like a pitch and I was so interested in your company, Little Justice Leaders. But can you tell us a little bit about like who you are generally? 
Absolutely. So I'm Shelby. I am an educator and an activist. I am a PhD candidate in the School of Education at UCLA right now. And prior to working on my PhD, I worked in schools as a school counselor and as an after-school program manager. So I've had a long history of working in schools with kids, parents, and teachers. And now I run Little Justice Leaders, which we'll be talking about today. And at Little Justice Leaders, we focus on helping educators and parents talk to their little ones about issues of social justice. Wow. Well, congrats on the PhD almost being done, I guess. Thank with you. The PhD. <laughs> Thank you. I know that that's incredibly difficult. It's been a journey. So can you explain what Little Justice Leaders is? It's like a subscription kit, but mm-hmm. I was really touched by the idea of of trying to teach kids about social justice. Yeah, absolutely. So like you said, it's a subscription kit. So every month, parents and teachers get a learning kit in the mail that breaks down a different topic of social justice in ways that are going to be developmentally appropriate and fun for kids. So we make it, you know, interesting. We have hands-on activities. We make sure it's age-appropriate for elementary school kids. What kind of stuff goes in the box or what kind of stuff are you teaching about? Yeah, so we cover topics, everything from race and racism to gender, gender identity, LGBTQ identity immigration, refugee experiences, environmental sustainability, housing and food insecurity, kind of the whole gamut of anything that might be considered a justice issue we work with. We always work with what we call our kit leaders, who are folks with lived experience, and they help guide the content to make sure that it's going to be accurate, that it's going to feel right for the people who are experiencing the topic that we're that we're talking about that month. So inside the kit, every month, parents are going to and teachers are going to find a kids' book that's going to approach the theme in a fun way for the kids. They're going to find a set of information cards for the parents that break it down, for example, tips for parents, conversation starters for this topic, maybe a history lesson, recommended books to learn more for for adults and kids, stuff like Mm -hmm. that. They're also going to find at least one piece of activist art. So that might be a sticker, a poster, a magnet that kind of embodies the theme that they can put up in their home or classroom to kind of remember the theme all year long. And then we've actually tried out a few different styles of our kits. Our past boxes had of hands-on like activity craft for the kids to do. We kind of discontinued that because we heard from a lot of people that they weren't necessarily using it, but we might be bringing that back. So we have a couple of different styles that, that folks can choose from if they're looking at our past kits to purchase. Do you feel this is just I this is not on my list of questions, but I was just curious, like, mm-hmm. do you feel like I feel like when I was a kid growing up, so I'm like 35, that we would have stuff like this, like in school all the time, like we would have like and I mean, very basic, right? Like there was slavery and then, you know, we this is how it ended. And like we would have all these sort of little activities that were like not we didn't know the word social justice, but they were like social justice activities. And then now it's like. You're you're doing this thing that I would get at the Scholastic Book Fair, but it's like I'm sure mired in controversy because it's like, well, it's social justice to children. But like, can you can you explain like, is that frustrating to you? Because it just seems like when I was a kid, we would go to the book fair. I would pick up a book about Harriet Tubman and like no, no one on the Internet, which didn't exist, was like, this is grooming. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yes. I know what you mean. We we get a lot of hate, a lot of hate on social media as you can imagine. I'm called a groomer at least once every day. And it is, it is kind of frustrating because you're right. Like the these 
you know, things have been aspects of the curriculum forever. And what we're trying to do is just make it make more sense for kids, right? Because mm-hmm. I think when we were kids, or at least from my experience, and what I hear a lot of folks around our age talking about is that it was, it was very decontextualized, right? You pick up a book on Harriet Tubman, um, but you had no framework for understanding racism as it exists to this day, kind of the right. historical context of how we got to that point. So certainly it's always been part of the curriculum. And I think because of social media, because of the widening divide in political views in this country, especially, I think that has really like put a spotlight on social justice in education. And obviously now we're seeing a lot of content bans happening in schools where specific books and specific topics are being banned completely that were never banned. You're right when we were kids and no one really was pushing against it at all when we were kids. Right. Like even with gender stuff, I feel like there were so many books with like tomboys or like, you know, little women where Joe or like whatever. And like there was a lot of stuff about like you girls can do anything and like sexism, whatever, which like we weren't exactly talking about like gender identity, let's say. But Mm -hmm. we were talking about like at least like girls can do it, too, kind of stuff. And now it's like just girls are trying to be like men and blow. It's like it just seems so wild that these things that were that were part of the curriculum, you would think it would be good to have more context about it. But it's like, oh, I want to have control over what my kid is learning. But like, I think when I was younger, at least, I mean, I wasn't a parent, but like my parents were like, the school's got this, you know, like. Right, right. There was a lot more trust in schools back then. And I think, again, like with the widening political divide, like when, you know, we learned about these things, it was kind of under, you know, the idea of feminism, for example. And I think to a point, people were like, oh, this is fine. This is fine. And then you start to push it a little bit farther. And then you get this huge wave of pushback that pushes all the way back, right? It doesn't just push back on the new aspect that they might not agree with, but it rolls all the way back to like, actually, we shouldn't even be teaching gender equality at all, right? Which, of course, no one's saying, but that's kind of the sentiment, which is like, let's bring it all the way back to, you know, decades ago, because we took it too far in their mind, for example. So this is a show about money. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about, like, do you guys or how do you even as an educator, let's say not your company, but like as an educator, is there a way to teach kids like empathy and inclusion and all that with like a touch of like, hey, and capitalism is kind of part of this and inequality has to do with money, like class, I guess. Does that make sense to kids? Absolutely. Absolutely. That can make sense to kids. I think, of course, it's always important to think about their age to be able to understand, right? Most five-year-olds aren't going to understand what does capitalism mean. But when you break it down and say, you, you know what money is, right? You know what it is when we go to the store and you can either buy a toy or not buy a toy with however much money we might have or you might have. And so, you know, making it into something that they can understand, like, you know, some kids aren't able to purchase a toy at the store because they don't have money. And, and that's not fair, right? That's not fair that some kids aren't going to have access to, you know, toys. And so then kids can start to understand it that way. So of course, it's like bringing it down to their level, making sure that it's tangible for them to understand when you talk about a toy or a meal or something that is physical for them that really helps them kind of make sense of a concept like capitalism, which is, you know, very difficult to to comprehend for for a five-year-old. So I think starting there and then when we can bring it up year by year and really introduce them to what is, you know, income inequality and financial Mm. inequality and why is this something that we should be concerned about? And then ultimately, like, how does capitalism tie into that? 
And how do we push back against that while we're living in a capitalist society? But of course, touching on capitalism at all is a hot button issue for sure. One of one of the biggest right. ones. I mean, again, like, you know, it, it's these heartbreaking questions, I think, where, you know, your kid, I mean, like, of course, like a kid is going to see an unhoused person and think, why, mommy, why doesn't this person have a home? Mm-hmm. And like that, you know, how do you even answer something like that? Or, you know, but why, but why can't my friend, you know, go to the same restaurant as us? Like, as a parent, it's like, how, how do you even approach that? Yeah, it's it's very difficult. It's very difficult. Like a few, you know, things we tell parents and educators to keep in mind in general is just thinking about like, how can you make this you know tangible for them, right? Can you mm-hmm. compare it to something that they do understand? And then mm-hmm. the other thing is like, there is some extent to which we should be shielding them from, for example, seeing violent videos, if if that's mm-hmm. like connected to the topic you're talking about. Like there is a certain level where it's like that is just going to make them feel unsafe. It's going to make them feel scared. Yeah. So like let's you're turn the video teach off. Them racism by showing a fourth grader the Rodney King riots. Like exactly. No, no, thank you. Exactly. So like knowing their age, knowing what they can handle. And knowing that all kids are different, right? And some kids will Mm -hmm. have a lot more interest in others in certain topics than others. But I think, yeah, realizing that and then reassuring them that they are safe. Because when kids hear about big, scary issues like this, they have a hard time disconnecting their own sense of identity from the problem. And so making sure you're reassuring your kids like, you are safe. We are okay. You know, we have a home to go home to. And at the same time, it's it's right to feel concerned about these bigger issues. But, you know, just making sure you're doing it in that way that's going to be mindful of their age and their ability to to comprehend and make sense of such complex issues. I think volunteering, like taking your kid to do volunteer stuff probably will help, you know, will help them realize, well, you know, yeah, it isn't fair that this person is on the street. Like maybe there's a place we can go to donate some cans. What do you think? I think that's what my parents were doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think a lot of people in our generation, that was kind of the way they were doing it. And volunteering is one of those things that, you know, nobody really argues against. So I think that's a really good good place to start, especially if you're worried about, you know, criticism. But I think anything that gives them a sense of agency, a feeling like they can contribute, makes kids feel safer. And it makes them obviously feel proud. It makes them feel connected to their community the same way it does with adults. The reason why a Mm -hmm. lot of people want to to volunteer and and do something good in the world. And so I think anytime you can get kids involved in a hands-on activity, whether that's going to a protest, volunteering, writing a letter, even just learning more about a topic and then educating their community, whether that's their class, their neighbors, their cousins, that always like gives kids a sense of that they can make a difference. Quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You can cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. 
Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math and see how you'll profit with NetSuite. Everything is more expensive these days when you're running a business, and you would be wise to find proven ways to cut costs and boost performance at the same time. The fact that you are able to reduce your IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud is incredible. And the ability to access your cloud financial system from anywhere saves you so much time and stress. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash badwithmoney. netsuite.com slash badwithmoney. netsuite.com slash badwithmoney. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. You guys know that I have had allergies for forever. I've had seasonal allergies since I was a kid. It causes pressure in my face, under my eyes. They're my ultimate handbrake. When my nose is plugged up, I feel like I can't do anything. I can't enjoy food because I can't taste it. I can't work out because I feel tired and distracted. I can't even host the show because my voice sounds like a duck. And listen... I am already dealing with vocal strain from testosterone and my voice dropping. I don't need any more problems with allergies. Luckily, for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. I've been taking Claritin D for allergies like probably for the last 10 years or something, and it's been an absolute life changer. I can go outside without my eyes watering like a fountain. I can speak without feeling like a frog has jumped in my throat. I get really embarrassed when I'm sneezing all the time. I have like an itchy nose or throat, like ugh, like just the, the itchiness in the back of your sinuses is like so distracting and so annoying. And I get like pressure in my ears too. It's really painful. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Managing my finances is incredibly stressful and time consuming. I'm sure you guys know you've been with me on this journey. You know how many finance apps I've tried. You know how much they haven't worked for me. And I'm always on the hunt for a finance app that fits my life. And then I tried Monarch. It is so easy to use with powerful features, collaboration tools, intuitive design, personalization, constant product improvements. I really value an app that allows me to do all of this without confusion. And especially important to me is intuitive design and the ability to personalize because clearly finance is not one size fits all. Did you know that money issues are a leading cause of divorce? Monarch, the top-rated personal finance app, also has built-in collaboration features so you can invite your partner at no extra cost. Together, you can see all your finances, collaborate on your budget, and get insights on your cash flow and recurring transactions. It's the easiest way to manage your household finances. Are you saving for a down payment, a wedding, a dream vacation? Monarch makes it so easy to help you reach your financial goals. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Have you been frustrated with personal finance apps that are cluttered with ads, difficult to use, rarely updated? So was Monarch. They built a new kind of personal finance app that's intuitive and powerful and ad-free and constantly improving based on customer feedback. Experience a personal finance app that prioritizes the user experience above all else. Monarch is the top-rated, all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash badmoney. 
Unlike other personal finance apps, Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to set up, customize, and use. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. Change the layout of your dashboard, toggle between light and dark mode, create custom budgets and notifications, set up automatic rules for transactions and notifications, and more. Plus, there's ad-free privacy you can trust. We will never sell your data to third parties or show you ads. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash badmoney. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash badmoney for your extended 30-day free trial. How do you deal like it was so hard growing up, too, because you would you would start to clock like kids realize money inequality. And then you start to say, well, are we poor? Like, you know, like it just or you send something about racial inequality and that's a different experience for a little black girl to open that box than it is for like a little white girl to open that box. So how do you deal with that kind of thing? Absolutely. This is something we think about a lot, right? Because part of our mission is educating kids who hold privilege, which are different kids every month because we're covering a different Mm -hmm. theme. So depending on your identity and your experience, some of the kits might be about identities of yours that have been minoritized and others of the kits are going to be about identities that hold privilege. And so we think a lot about, you know, how do we create something that's going to be for both kids? And I think mm-hmm. a big thing that I would encourage parents and educators to do is destigmatize the idea of privilege. It is not a bad thing to hold privilege. It's just a fact of life. You didn't choose this. You didn't create the systems that led us to this place. We don't want kids feeling guilt over their identity. That's not helping anybody to move the world forward in any positive way, right? We want kids to recognize where they hold privilege so that they can see how that interacts with the world that they live in. So, for Mm -hmm. example, when it comes to financial privilege and kids are asking, I think, you know, if you are, you know, middle class, upper middle class and do have expendable income, I think it's important to tell kids, you know, not everyone has what we have. Not everyone Mm -hmm. is able to have all these toys, for example. And then if you want to make it tangible, which I always think is one of the best ways for kids to understand, I think that's a really good time to say, you know what, let's go through our toys and see which ones we don't use anymore or which ones we were willing to give away. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, donating them so that they can, again, start to make sense of, okay, we have more than what other people might have. So that's kind of, you know, one way to, to start to bring in privilege. But then with identities that don't hold privilege, one thing we really, really try to do is instill a sense of pride, right? Just because... For example, racism exists. We never want to provide any kind of materials or anything that's going to make someone feel bad about being non-white, right? It's more Mm -hmm. like racism is bad. Racism is the problem. We're all fighting against the problem, whether we're white or non-white. And then having pride in, let's say, your your parents being queer or your black identity or being adopted or anything like that. A hundred percent. So we very much celebrate that, you know, those identities and make it, you know, known that those are valued, that those are something to take pride pride in. And so a lot of our kits actually start with the word celebrating, right? So like... Mm-hmm. celebrating black women. We had a kit on that. Celebrating Jewish identities, things like that. So we're yeah. very big about, you know, like centering that and making sure that it's it's filled with joy. And it's not just, 
you know, let's talk about anti-Semitism. It's let's talk about Jewish experiences and the whole range of beauty that comes with that. And we're also going to share that there is some oppression that has existed. Mm -hmm. Kids are so innocent in some ways that like you want them to have empathy, but you also don't want them to be like, I feel bad for Marcy. Like I remember kids being like, oh, you live in a smaller house and then kind of meaning well, sort of being like, come to my house. It's bigger. And me being like, I, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Or even like, I remember one time I went to someone's house and their parents were divorced and I didn't really know what that was. I was Mm -hmm. like in second grade and I got home and I was crying and my mom was like, why are you crying? And I was like, Chelsea's parents are divorced. (laughs) Like, how do you, what can we do? You know? Yeah, no, that's such a challenge, I think, for kids because because they do have this sense of empathy and we teach them that. Right. So I think a really good how thing do we, we fix it? How do we fix yeah, it? You know? I think one of the, the the helpful things we can do with kids to, you know, kind of stop this idea that things need to be fixed is celebrating different identities. Right. So if if they see from the time when they're two years old different families represented in books, including divorced families, including queer families, including intergenerational families. So if they see all of these identities represented as normal characters in books, movies, TV shows that they watch, then they're not going to feel sad when they meet someone whose parents are divorced because they're just going to see that as another type of family that they've seen represented throughout their whole lives. So when we, you know, normalize and show various identities all the time, then Mm -hmm. they'll you know, hopefully over time, that just doesn't become a thing that they're going to feel bad for. Now, money's a hard one, right? Because, right. The, because of course, with kids, it's like, oh, well, we have more than them. I mean, with adults too. You Let's know. just give them money. Exactly. And so I think that's when we really need to try to teach about the system, right? Like this is a systemic problem. And yes, there's something to donating and, you know, giving away toys, doing a food drive, like something to meeting immediate needs. And at the same time, yeah. like we need to think about like, this is a larger systemic problem. And again, it's all of us against the problem. It's not us against them. Yeah. I just know, like, I think, I think I would be like, well, if, if like Shelby's parents don't have money, why don't we just give them money? <laughs> Yeah, and that's that's a really hard one with kids. Right? But honestly, the parents should be like thinking about it. It's a great question. And kids ask great questions that sometimes we don't have answers for because the question isn't, you know, it's not a silly question. It's actually like, right. huh, why, why right. don't we do it that way, right? <laughs> or why don't, if you don't have a job, mom, why doesn't like, you know, Terry's dad give you a job? Mm-hmm. Like, and it's sort of like, it's just very complicated, yeah. but also like mm, it's a little bit simple. <laughs> yeah, that's I think those sometimes are the hardest ones to answer of like, you know, for example, Chris Tyson from Mr. Beast recently came out as transgender. Mr. Beast is a show mm-hmm. that a lot of kids watch. So my nephew was asking and some of the questions he asked were just like, yeah, I I don't have an answer to that because... Like, why would people be mad about this? Yeah, like, like, like I, he, I, I don't know, man. He went, Well, what he said was like, because he saw a video that said, like, Mr. Beast is ruined. And he was, and, and, you know, they can't be friends anymore. And he was like, girls and boys can be friends. Like, oh, he was genuinely babe. just like, why would they not be able to be friends just because Chris is a girl? Like, and it was like the most innocent thing. But I was like, yeah, you're right. Like, that's a really strange thing for them to say. But the innocence of the questions that are just like, 
you know, because it makes sense to them. Right. I know. So then you're dealing. I mean, that's why I'm not a parent, because I don't know how to answer any of this. Like, it's like it's like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why we have less money than these people. I mean, that was hard for me, like going to friends houses, even in high school who had like really big houses. I remember pulling up to like a super big driveway that this Mm -hmm. girl had. And I was like, what is this? Like, yeah, I think like it's hard. It's hard to, to answer that or to think about. Well, we go to the same school. Mm-hmm. Like, why? And like, my mom has a job and her mom doesn't have a job. And so what the fuck is going on here? Right. And it can be so confusing. And I think as a parent, one thing you can do is try to focus on like gratitude. So like teaching them like, you know, we always have food on the table. Like we all yeah. have a safe place to come home to. Not everybody has that. So again, like volunteering, like recognizing the privilege in it. And at the same time, though, you have to make sure you're not vilifying those families who do have the bigger houses, those families who right. do have more. And so that's like a really hard line to walk as a parent of you and know, making sure yeah. that those people are not vilifying like, well, it's because Gabe's dad's lazy. A hundred percent. Or, yeah. well, it's because, you know, it's because they're I mean, truly, like it's because they're black. That's why they don't have money or like, you know, there's it's almost it's only so much like control you can have over the the parents or the guardians. I mean, there is someone who would have said to your nephew, like, well, yeah, it's because they're trans and that's horrible, you know? A hundred percent. And that's exactly why we really advocate for parents and teachers to talk about it because avoiding it mean, doesn't mean that your kid's not hearing about it. What it means is that you're not controlling the message, like, and you have no idea mm-hmm. what they're hearing about it because they're certainly hearing messages from somewhere. And if it, mm-hmm. if you're not working to understand what they think they know and, you know, guiding the conversation and giving them the real facts and information, then they're learning it from somewhere else, whether it's social media, the news, their friends at school, or like you said, their friends' parents, all of that. Mm-hmm. I remember like a supermarket tabloids, like I would walk past the supermarket tabloids as a kid and I would be like, I would pick up messages from that. Like I would yeah. pick up my parents like found I had confused Princess Diana's death with Bill Clinton's Monica Lewinsky situation. <laughs> and so I had like picked ran up the tabloids and I was like, oh, my God, the president had sex with Princess Diana and she died. <laughs> Oh, wow. And then I never like brought that up to my parents. And so my dad like figured figured out that I had thought that Mm -hmm. and then was like so freaked out. And I think like was not sure how to parse out any of that because they're both horrible. Like, how do you sit down with a kid and go, okay, so the president X, Y and Z. And then separately, this princess died because paparazzi were chasing. You know what I mean? Like both of those things are like. I think like as a parent, you're like, this is above my pay grade. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, and that, but that's the thing. Like kids just take in these messages and they will develop these crazy stories or sorry, these, mm-hmm. you know, wild stories. And mm-hmm. it's just, you know, and then as a parent, it's like either you just let that go or you figure out how to talk about it, which is, we've never done before. And most of us didn't have this modeled for us. So we're kind of learning as we go. Do you have kids? I don't have kids. Oh, you just care. I just care. I do care about kids. I have nieces and nephews and yeah, I'm an educator. So I really came into this from the educator perspective. But yeah, I do. I just I just care how we're talking to our kids and raising our kids. Hey guys, Gabe Dunn here. 
I just wanted to let you guys know that I have a Patreon at patreon.com slash Gabe S. Dunn. And on that Patreon, I'm going to start doing live hangs with everyone who is a patron. So if you want to join the Patreon, you can get all these episodes ad free videos of our mailbag episodes, extra writing from me, blogs, fiction, other stuff, things that I'm thinking about with regards to money and personal stories. And also now live hangs with me on Zoom once a month. So join the Patreon. And if you're not a member of the Discord, hop on over to the Discord. That's free. The link will be in the description. It's so fun. So many of you guys talk over there. It's like truly popping off. Um, And if you're on the Discord, I would love to see you in the live hang so I get to put a face to a name. So yeah, please join patreon.com slash Gabe S. Dunn and come hang out with me. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a new candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy. It would be so much easier if I was looking for someone to help me with sweetening audio or let's say someone to run my merch shop or all the little things that go into running a podcast. Usually something like that would be so slow and overwhelming. And honestly, I wish I had used Indeed and I will use Indeed in the future. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash badwithmoney. Just go to Indeed.com slash badwithmoney right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash bad with money. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I love to track progress. As you guys know from listening to this show, I'm constantly tracking my progress. What have we done so far in 2024? And spring is in full bloom. Are your finances blooming too? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. And if your credit scores grow, so could your opportunities for lower rates on loans like for a car or a home. You can use it everywhere Visa Credit Cards are accepted. That's right, you can build your credit using your own money. Get paid up to two days early with direct deposit. With a qualifying direct deposit, you can get access to your money sooner. Fee-free overdraft with SpotMe. Overdraft up to $200 without fees with SpotMe when you set up a qualified direct deposit. Just set up a qualifying direct deposit, sign up for SpotMe, and Chime will spot you up to your limit when you make a credit card purchase or cash withdrawal that exceeds your balance. Access 60,000 plus fee-free ATMs. That's more than the top three national banks combined. Easily find one near you with the Chime app. Send and receive money. Use Chime to pay anyone, Chime members or not, and cash out your money fee-free. With Chime's secure credit card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started at Chime.com slash bad money. That's Chime.com slash bad money. Chime. Feels like progress. 
The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A., members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details. How early does it start? Like how how young can you? I saw a video I remember a long time ago of Chrissy Teigen and she mm-hmm. had her like two or three year old and she was saying that she creates a menu for dinner and then she has laminated dollars and she would give the daughter these dollars over the course of the week for like whatever she did. And then on Friday, she would give her the menu and be like, OK, these are the things. And then the daughter would go okay, well, I only have $3, but this dinner is $4. And she would be like, okay, well, you can't get that dinner, you know? And it wasn't like one was better than the other. It was all appropriate dinners for a child. But like it taught her like, okay, so next week I want to get this dinner. I have to get $4. Mm -hmm. But she was like three years old or something. So like how how young does this stuff start, you know? No, great question. I think it depends, of course. It depends on your kids and your context and what you're comfortable with as a parent. But I say like there is no way to start it too early. So for example, when you're talking about literally babies, you know, very Mm -hmm. young kids, you're still going to have representation. You're going to have them watching. Probably they're going to be in front of the TV at some point. They're probably going to have little board books that you're flipping through. And you can be conscious about making sure that there is diverse representation in that media that they're taking in. Of course, then it's about making it age appropriate as they get older. We know that four-year-olds already have started to develop gender and racial biases. So I say you should definitely start with the representation younger than that in the media that they're taking in. But, you know, if you're going to sit down and have a conversation about capitalism, you might want to wait until they're more, you know, mid-elementary school. So I think it's really Mm -hmm. a a matter of building on what you've done, but starting from, you know, before they're born. Honestly, when you're thinking about gender and how you're centering gender in all Mm -hmm. of the products that you're purchasing or other people are purchasing for your kids. So I think it can start honestly, before they're born. And then another one that I think is really, really important starting young is consent. So thinking about like, how am I giving my kid options? How am I, you know, making sure that they're safe, they feel comfortable in their body, that I'm teaching them when I need to touch them and do something to them kind of against their consent and why that needs to happen. And then how can I give them agency when that's possible? Yeah, let's talk about that a little bit, because I think that's really changed over time is the idea of, you know, hey, that little boy isn't like pulling your hair because he likes you. And like, I think, or if, and if he is teaching that boy, hey, fucking stop that. But like, yeah, the idea of asking the kid can, you know, you don't have to be like, go hug Uncle Jerry. Mm -hmm. It's like, if you want, you know, if the kid's like, I don't want to hug right now, it's like, okay. Yeah. And that's something that has changed so much over the years. The, just the idea that kids can have a sense of control over what they do, obviously, to some mm-hmm. extent, right? There's certain things you have to do to take care of them. And you have to get a shot. At the right. Doctor, as, yeah, yeah. You have to unfortunately make those choices as a parent to say, you know, I'm going to have to make you do this thing. And like there is so much opportunity in the day to give them choice, to give them that freedom, like, you know, when you're putting them to bed at night, like 
do you want a hug or do you want a high five tonight? Do you want me to cuddle Mm -hmm. in bed with you or do you want me to sit on the side of the bed when we read your book? So giving them those kinds of like physical options, but it's also like, it also can be very much non-physical. So, you know, do you want to play baseball or do you want to draw a picture right now? So like giving them Mm -hmm. those options and also modeling for them when to say no. So right, if they're coming and jumping on you while you're trying to work, that's a great time to say, hey, I don't want you jumping on me right now. Uh, I'm trying to, you know, work. I'm busy. How about we play in 15 minutes when I'm done with this? And it just shows them, like, how to express that. And then Mm -hmm. the flip side is when they express it back to you, if and when you can, you have to honor it. Like, Mm -hmm. if you're trying to give them a hug because you're feeling close to them and they're, you know, they don't want it right now or anything along those lines, then learning to honor that so that they know that their voice matters and that they're willing and able to speak up when it really matters. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, you know, as I think my mom does not like this story, but there was like a, a thing where she would like, you know, you get like cute aggression or something. So when I was like a chubby little toddler, <laughs> she would like be like, oh, and like bite me a little bit. And be like, you know, whatever. And then I remember, I think she said, like, once I could, like, put sentences together, I was like, mommy, I don't like that. And she was, like, crestfallen. (laughs) Because I, like, I had been learning language simply to express, please stop biting me. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, I think that's real as, as, you know, a parent. I know for myself as an aunt, like... I often just want to like grab the kids and hug Mm -hmm. them and touch because it is they're so cute. They're they're so sweet. Like you love them so much that you just Mm -hmm. have that like aggression. And I think it it can be hard to to hear no or to hear I don't want Mm -hmm. to right now. You know, as an aunt, sometimes my niece and nephew are like, I don't want to give a hug right now. And I'm like, I love that we are teaching them consent. But like, oh, it makes me so sad. Yeah, I see with kids with like parents too. Like you'll be like, do you want to go with mommy or daddy? And the kid will be like obsessed with daddy for that day. And then like, it's like, it's like, you're like, oh, like heartbroken. But it's like, well, listen, you're the adult and they're the kid. And tomorrow they'll like you the best. And like, that's how it goes. Exactly. And I think you can't like force stuff. You know, people get so like, do you want to eat like cereal or do you want to eat macaroni? And like, then like older parents will be like, oh my God, just put the food in front of them and they have to eat that. Right. And it's like, okay, I don't know that we, we're we doing that anymore. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think there that as we, you know, learn and do better, mm-hmm. I think there is so much merit in giving kids choices because I think the old idea of like, you know, children should be seen and not heard, children need to do what we say, it just completely strips them of their feeling like they can think and speak up for themselves, which, of course, is what we don't want them to grow right, up feeling like. Right, because they would not speak up about, like, actual assault and things absolutely, like that. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think, actually, if you, you know, it connects to money, too, as you get older, because there's a sense of, like, feeling like you can ask for a raise, for example. I'm feeling like you have a right to be paid what you're worth. And we see this particularly, of course, in women and non-binary people of, you know, feeling insecure about asking for what you're worth. So I think like it extends beyond, you know, potential abuse is, of course, like the most 
horrifying thought for when it comes right. to children. But then when you think about them growing up and speaking up for themselves in their own marriage in the future, for example, asking for what they need, it, it goes so far, like the ability to speak up for what you want and need for yourself. What do you think about allowance? Great question. You know, I have, I have mixed thoughts on this. I think I think it can work. I think that there are really thoughtful ways to use an allowance to teach financial literacy and education, and which I think is entirely lacking in this country. And I think that's that's one way that parents can absolutely do that. I think there's also, you know, you want to avoid a sense of entitlement that kids think that they are like owed money just because just because you've been giving it to them all this time or whatever it might be. So I think it, it can be tricky, but I like the story that you described about, you know, the person using, in that case, it was fake money, but kind of using money as a way to teach their child how to think about saving and spending and costs and, and earning and budgeting. Yeah. i sorry, not to interrupt, but I just looked it up no. and the daughter like left a tip for the mom, which is extremely funny. <laughs> That's awesome. Anyway, what were you going to say? <laughs> I was going to say, like, I mean, something like that. Like, I think, you know, if you use allowance, I've heard of some families who will provide an allowance and then they f- make their kids or I don't know if they force or encourage their kids in some cases to put aside a certain percentage to donate, to put aside a certain percentage to save, to, you know, think about like tipping and that kind of thing. So I think I think it can be used as a really great tool as a part of thoughtful financial education. I think historically it's probably not been used that way. So not always, at least, because I think, you know, just giving the kids the money, I guess it's fine. But I don't know that there's a whole ton of learning experience in that if there's not a little thoughtfulness behind it. But yeah, I mean, just in general, if if parents are doing anything to educate their kids about money, I think that's better than nothing. I don't think you have to use an allowance to do that. But I think an allowance is one tool you can use to do that. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. We used to do in Judaism, there's something called tzedakah. It's like a little jar or something that you have. And like on Shabbat, you know, my parents would give us a couple dollars and then they would be like, okay, and how much goes to tzedakah? And we would be like, 25 cents this time, 50 cents this time. Mm. And then at the end, when it was full, they'd be like, okay, where do we want this to go? And it felt like we weren't being forced to give. It felt like we were deciding, yeah, okay, how much is going to go in there? you know, this this mm-hmm. time or whatever. And I also like the idea of kids also having like little debit cards or something when they go out. The parents have not kids, probably like middle schoolers that they have like when they go out so that they feel autonomy on what they're buying. Mm-hmm. But there's like a limit on it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, you know, that's another great way for kids to learn because then you're like checking your balance and having to do some mental math about can I can I buy this thing or can I not? What if I do this chore? Can I get five more dollars? Exactly. Exactly. So I think especially like allowances <laughs> tied to to chores in that way is is, you know, one way for them to make sense of like, okay, if I do this, then I earn that and then I can spend it on this. So I think, you know, there's different ways to do it thoughtfully. Yeah. It sucks because you're comparing. I remember big thing was comparing the tooth fairy. So it'd be like, what do you get for the tooth fairy? And some kid would be like, I get five dollars. And I'd be like, what? Right. (laughs) I'm getting like 50 cents for this fucking tooth. And then like (laughs) and then like, you know, you go to the parent, you're like, excuse me. It's funny. It's salary transparency, honestly. Right. So I don't know. The tooth fairy's rates have definitely gone up. (laughs) Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, you know, it's tough, like, to be... This is education for a certain type of child. It's tough to be the minority. It's tough to be the person who is the lower class or to be the little black girl in the class who's getting the box about racism or, like, Mm -hmm. you know, because then there's some well-meaning stuff where it's like, oh, I gave... I gave so-and-so my sandwich because they don't because they're they we learned that they you know don't have two-parent income or whatever mm-hmm. or like oh I let you know it's there's like some awkwardness of like well I let her go in front of me in line because she is black mm. <laughs> you know yeah. like and you're like okay <laughs> that's a that's such a challenge and something we will talk about in our boxes a lot is like so for example like with our our kid on disabilities one of the biggest things we encourage them teaching kids is like people with disabilities don't need your help like don't you don't right. need to jump in and try to help them if they're just living their day-to-day lives unless they're right. asking for and requesting help so you know teaching kids that like there is there is kind of a right and a wrong way to think about advocacy and thinking about like, you know, how do we support these issues kind of on a wider Mm -hmm. scale? And we do talk about like, this is not the way to do it, right? Jumping in and trying to help someone who didn't ask for your help is not the way to do it. Feeling sorry for someone is not the way to do it. Thinking about the system and how it works and how you're part of it is, you know, a better way to think about it. So, but it, but it's hard because kids are well-meaning and mm-hmm. they're trying and they don't always understand. And so I think that's something that, you know, adults have to watch for and adults are not always present when it's happening. But, you know, as an mm-hmm. adult, trying to be very mindful of identifying those opportunities and then 
using them as learning opportunities, obviously, as long as no student is kind of being put on the spot because of it. Right. It's so hard. Like my friend of mine has four kids who are adopted and he's a trans guy Mm -hmm. and they're all girls. And he was saying like, he was like saying like, well, like, you know, I was born this way and I grew up to be a boy. And then the girls were like, so do we have to grow up to be boys? And he was like, no. And then they became like obsessed with this idea. And so they would like anyone, like the dentist, the person at the grocery store, they'd be like, was that person? Like, or they'd be like, were you born a girl or were you always a girl? And it's like, oh, my God. And then he had to be like, you can't you just have to let people live their lives and you Mm -hmm. can't ask who's had the magic and who hasn't. Okay, (laughs) it's like they mean well. They're like they're like where they were. He said they were mostly concerned about if they had to grow up to be boys which I think is very funny. <laughs> that is funny. And it's cute. And it, it, it is, it's just the innocence of kids. And I mm-hmm. think the thing is like most adults who see a kid asking a genuine question like that, and you know, the parents are always like, oh, be quiet, be quiet. Like, don't, you know, bring it up. I think most adults are, you know, they're okay with it. They're okay because kids are curious and we get that. And that's just part of it. So I I think like we don't really need to silence those conversations. I think we can normalize Mm -hmm. them and and normalize saying like, hey, you know, we talked about trans identities, but we don't ask people in public. And then, you you know, you tell them and they learn. And and that's the process is that they learn. It's cute because my nephew, when he, you know, learned about Chris Tyson on Mr. Beast, had the same question. He's like, well, why didn't I become a girl then? Right. <laughs> his right. parents were like, well, like, do you do you feel like you're a girl? And he's like, no. We're like, OK, so. Yeah, then you're fine. Um, yeah. But. Or like, are you a boy or are you a girl? I think is the the uh, the funny one or like, yeah, I feel like I'm at that stage in my transition where I think sometimes kids are looking at me trying to suss mm. it out. But at the same time, they also are like, are, I will. I like to do the thing of like, do you think I'm an adult or do you think I'm a kid? And like different and like because I'm not married or something, sometimes they'll be like, you're a kid. I'll be like, yeah, you're right. you know what? You're right. I am a kid. So I'll be like, is mommy a kid? No, mommy's an adult. And like mommy's younger than me. I'm like, <laughs> Right. Right. Sure. Like, you know, like it's like a good time to not take things personally and to educate, even though it exactly. does suck when your kid is like in the grocery store being like, yes. why is that person Asian? And you're like, shut the fuck up. Right. Yeah. Like just because they like just learned about it or something. Yeah, exactly. Or even if not. Yeah. And it can be so humiliating. But yeah, you think about it and kids have no sense. I mean, age is such a good comparison. They'll be like, are you right. 70? You're like, no, I'm no. Why are we like, or, you know, like, why, why are we Spanish? Why do we speak Spanish and other mm-hmm. people don't? And it's like, well, you know, that's, that's the merit. That's the, the mantle you're taking on as a, as a parent is trying mm-hmm. to answer that question. And like, oftentimes it, I remember like, it would be, it would be sort of, why was that person mean to us? Mm-hmm. Like, why did mm-hmm. that per And like, that's heartbreaking to have to yeah. answer that too. It's like, why it was is. that person just really mean to us for no reason? And it's like, well... that's hard that's hard and especially without you know vilifying people because I think it's easy to say well some people are bad and Mm -hmm. but that just continues to create this like us versus them divide whereas I think and you know it's a very complicated thing that for kids especially but I think if we can be more nuanced in you know explaining like 
these systems exist and in sometimes people don't interrogate them and they have bad beliefs and yeah exactly like maybe their parents taught them the wrong thing because they didn't understand and so now they grew up and they don't understand and so you know and so just fostering some level of empathy will make them more critical I think in the long run Well, this has been a very different and good interview for the show. I really appreciate it. Where can people find out more about you and your work? Yeah, so you can find us online pretty much everywhere at Little Justice Leaders. Our website's littlejusticeleaders.com. We're on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, uh, at Little Justice Leaders. And right now we do have a mini course for folks who want to learn how to support trans students in particular. So that's free right now, available online for educators and families. We kind of always put out free content. So if you're just looking for any kind of free content with tips, resources for parents, teachers, or anyone who just cares about kids, you can find that all on our social media. I also was noticing your your shirt, which says Planet Over Profits, I think. It does. And I was thinking about how when my parents would be like teaching me about recycling or like Barney would be teaching me about recycling. And I just had an image of like some Republican parent being like, that's propaganda. (laughs) Right. I mean, yeah, a lot of a lot of parents have a big problem with a lot of the shows and books that are out these days. But these shows exist like back in the day, like a Republican parent would not be like Barney is teaching recycling and that's propaganda. Like we really gone off the deep end (laughs) we've gone we've gone off the rails and i think like i said it's like the political divide that has just been like massively influenced by social media i mean there's a lot of other factors too don't get me wrong but i think those two things in particular have just really taken us to two very extreme sides and i'm a big advocate for like we have to find a way to Mm -hmm. sort of meet in the middle right or at the very minimum try to have less hate because we're not going to get anywhere with this angry screaming at each other. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Yeah, thank you, Gabe. This has been fun. Bad With Money with Gabe Shane Dunn is a production of Noted Bisexual, produced by Melissa D. Montz and Diamond M. Print Productions, edited by Diane King, post-production sound by Coco Lorenz, and music by Mike Kaplan, Zach Sherwin, and Jack Dolgen, as sung by Sam Barbera. Thank you. Love you. Bye. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. 